And at the end of the day, what really matters and when you shut all that off and it's all gone is, do you feel good? How's your family? Is everyone taken care of? Is everyone thriving? Are we connected? And do we feel good? And so I feel like just making sure that you feel grounded in that is the most important. I'm Susanna. And I'm Audrey. And this is Everything is Copy, a podcast for dreamers and go-getters who also like to have a glass of wine and watch trashy reality TV from time to time. We're two copywriters who said peace out to our previous careers and publishing and teaching to do what we want for a living instead. And this is where we talk about, well, everything. Well, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Everything is Copy. I'm Susanna. I'm Audrey. I don't know why I always smile so big at the beginning of these. I'm like, I'm just so it's happy. It's my for moment. This. It's my moment. I'm so happy for this to start. Although, let me just explain my little setup today. I'm sitting in my garage <laughs> like a serial killer right now because we moved my son's room recently and I live in a tiny house in California and our garage is pretty much the only place in the house where I can speak full volume without waking him up where he is in his new room as he so excitedly calls it um oh so... jeffrey Dahmer, jeffrey is that you <laughs> yeah it's me is that you it is me <laughs> and i just got off my bike ride like i did like a peloton ride a recovery ride that was 20 minutes long as i was telling Susanna, and i'm still so winded so if you hear me huffing and puffing it's just old She's me thriving. sitting in the garage <laughs> yes. she is thriving living my best life Love it. Well, speaking of loving it, what are you loving this week, Audrey? Okay. I am loving this brand. They have lots of clothes, but I specifically go to them anytime I need a dress for an occasion. And I just remembered my sister-in-law is getting married. Well, I, well I've known this, but I remembered I need a dress for my sister-in-law's wedding in like two weeks. And I was like, oh no. So I was looking on Amazon this morning and of course there's like nothing, but I, I need to get it quick. So I hopped on to Baltic Born. Have you heard of this brand? Yes, I have. It's like my favorite. Anytime I need a dress for like anything just random, they always have the cutest options and majority of them are under a hundred dollars. And I think oh, I only bought one. I mean, I bought like five dresses from them and there was only like one along the way that I was like, ah, oh, this doesn't like quite fit right um but and I returned it and it was fine it was super easy but like for the most part it's all pretty good quality stuff for like not crazy expensive and different like fits and styles and I just I think they have the cutest dresses for that kind of stuff I also bought um when I was pregnant with Wally like a dress for my maternity photos from them and I like that they have like like a lot of their dresses they have like more fitted ones, but they have like flowier ones too. So I like buying those when I'm pregnant because then yeah. I can still, they're not like maternity dresses. I can, but still they're wear not. Them yeah. After I like, pregnancy. Lulu's is my usual choice for dresses, but Damn, I mean, there's so many options and um, styles. So many. And then I'll like find one that I love. And it's like, this item is sold out. Join the wait list to find out. And I'm like, yeah. no. And their price range really varies. It's like anywhere it from like fifty to like three hundred dollars. These are all pretty much a hundred dollars or less, and they always have like sales going on. Like I bought it through like Instagram today, and they gave me twenty percent off. I was like, okay, like love so yeah, it, love it, love it. Anyone needs a dress? Baltic born, check them out. What are you loving this week? 
Okay. I love a candle as we have talked about on this podcast multiple times (laughs) and I am loving my Brooklyn Candle Co. Brooklyn Candle Studio subscription box, Candle of the Month Club. I saw you post about that this week or last week. I'm loving it. So it's like 20 bucks a month, $24 a month maybe. And you get a full-size candle and um, like a set of matches. And they're like seasonal candles. So this month I got, it was called like Winter Pumpkin or something. It's Or no, Pumpkin Smoke maybe. It's like a pumpkin candle that also smells like teakwood and tobacco heavenly yes and my favorite scent from them ever is leather jacket and i got one of those in my box last month and i was like this is like such a happy fun little thing to get in the mail what is it about candle places sending matches that just elevates the experience entirely like it makes it feel a thousand times fancier i'm like this matchbox just made my life yeah, it's like so much more, I don't know, elevated than using yeah. my green lighter from Big the or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that I got in the salmon section at a Whole Foods not that long ago <laughs> because I was oh, out that's... and I was like, I know, I was like, I need a lighter. Let me buy this green butane barbecue lighter from that's Whole probably Foods. a really nice lighter, to be honest. If it's from Whole Foods. <laughs> but it's so ugly and a match is just so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And those candles sound lovely. They really are. They really are. I, yeah, I want every scent. Yeah. What are you a subscriber? They probably get like a good amount. Yeah, like 12 12 a year. That's That's like pretty solid. I don't even, I think I go through maybe one to two candles per year. I can't relate to that in any way, shape, or form. I go through like one to two candles a month. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think I just, my, my like senses have gotten more sensitive as I've gotten older and like so many candles give me headaches. Oh yeah. It has to be a really specific type, but usually if they're like kind of a nicer, like cleaner brand, it's okay. Yeah. Well, what are you learning this week? I am learning. My mom actually gave me this tip. And it is to like, I guess this is specific to my like phase as a parent right now, but like just like writing down the little things that Wally does in a notes app on my phone, because like so many little things and sayings that he has are so funny mm-hmm. and sweet. And like, I, I already know, like I've forgotten things from like a year ago because I was, I looked back at a caption from a year ago and it like an Instagram caption, it like explained like all these little phases he was in. Then I was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about these things. Aww. So I've started like a notes app in my phone, nothing fancy. Like I'm so not a good scrapbook mom, <laughs> but yeah. I think this is like something where I'm like, okay, it's just in my phone. Like if I think about it, he says something funny and like, it's something he does often. Like I'm just going to write it down just to like yeah, keep track and maybe I'll do something with them one day, or maybe it's just going to be something nice that I have digitally on my phone. But um, I think just like I- I've I've learned that in other seasons of seasons of my life too. Like when I'm in a good like journaling practice, which I really go like in and out of that yeah, through <laughs> through my life. I love to journal, but it's like that's a bit more of like a time commitment for me usually. Um, because shocker, I'm not short winded. <laughs> what? Um, I know, really big. No way. <laughs> yeah. No way. 
So, but this, this has been like really fun and already I've been doing it for like the last two or three months. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's already like not saying some of the things from a couple months ago and has like his new one today. He says, no way. Oh my. (laughs) Like, where did you learn that? Do I say that a lot? It's so funny what he picks up. (laughs) No, they, God, little kids kill me. I was at, well, our friend Savannah's house last night with her baby who's Wally's age. He's like, what, three days younger than literally. Wally? Yeah. Like they're literally within the same week. And we were playing with this new toy that I brought over and the little toy would get to the bottom of the spinny thing and he would go. Wah. And then he went to the fair earlier <laughs> this week. So he keeps saying, Patty folks. And I was like, <laughs> Big I, I was like, I hope you never forget any of this. And Savannah was like, I know I need to text her and tell her to start the notes app. Howdy, she folks. listens. Hi, Savannah. Hi, Savannah. <laughs> um, oh, my learning. I was about to say, what are you? What's a no from you? Yeah, but, what's your learning? Tell me, tell me. Okay, my learning is kind of goes exactly against what I said two weeks ago on our like non episode. <laughs> and so I got back from Utah earlier this week from Utah, Vegas, all that stuff took a red eye flight. I think I talked about it on our last episode and like got no sleep. Yeah. So when I woke up or like when I went to bed on Tuesday night, I hadn't like actually slept for almost 48 hours, which is like ridiculous. I can't even, oh, horrible. Did I wouldn't be right? functioning for two weeks. Like, I don't know how you, yeah, you right. had a busy oh, yeah. week. No, it was, it was horrible. Yeah. And it, I did do that math, right? It was literally almost 48 hours with no sleep. So um, my fitness studio is doing like a challenge this week it was like seven classes in six days or something. And it was like, you take a cycle class, two tread classes, two train classes, a sculpt class and like something else. I don't remember. Did you say seven classes in six days? Yeah. That's their challenge this week. And I had it in my mind that I was going to do it. They do like challenges oh, maybe twice goodness. a year. So yeah. this was just like one of them. And when I got home on Tuesday and I like, <laughs> it was like the afternoon maybe. And I was like barely functioning on Tuesday. I was like really struggling. And I knew that if I like wanted to fit all cl- all of those classes in before Sunday, I was going to have to do like doubles every yeah. single day this week, which is just like, I feel like honestly, I couldn't have done it. I think my body would have given out on me, but I it would have, yeah, I, I like whatever and so I canceled like half my classes this week I've still gone but like not not like that and I'm sorry learning. but I don't think anyone needs to go to a workout class seven times and well no days. not usually but it's just like no I know it's yeah. like a fun thing like yeah yeah but yeah especially after like such a busy weekend sorry. exactly okay. I I was like I don't think this is good for me I don't think this is a good idea this week and I had to like I've gotten a little bit hard on myself when it comes to working out too, which we've talked about. Um, And so I was like, you know what? We're going to sleep. The last three nights I have slept like a baby. I have slept for nine hours. I feel 100% better. I feel like a brand new person. And I wouldn't have if I would have like forced myself to do those workouts, even though my body didn't need it. So listening, learning to listen to what my body actually needs, which is not, which was not that this week. And I don't think that goes against what I mean. I know we talked about like discipline with working yeah, out, but this is even I discipline. Yeah. Like this is like you were doing 
the best thing for you, which like you still have had discipline. It's not like you just exactly. let that go. You just exactly. let go of like this expectation of what you thought you wanted to do this week, but it was not going to work at all with exactly. your weekend. And no, no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Also, I think we've also talked about this on an episode. I've also realized that like my body, like depending on how close I am to probably being on my period, my body is like, Ugh, having a hard time Hopefully. and I think my body's having a hard time this week anyways so I'm like you know what yeah regardless of whether or not I should have slept more like it wasn't gonna happen so I feel that as I get deeper into pregnancy yeah. I'm just like things are starting to hurt in new ways not like a good hurt because there is a good hurt with exercise but it's starting to be like no how like my joints are oh no not feeling good when I like run and stuff so I think and it was about actually yeah it was about this time in Wally's pregnancy when I stopped running so um (laughs) I I had a doctor's appointment today and she was asking me about that and I was like yeah I think I'm gonna stop soon she's like yeah if it doesn't feel good then you should stop that they're always like so matter of fact with me there I'm like I get it I know (laughs) you should (laughs) yeah well what is a no from you this week my no is really simple it is gas prices in california okay i have like sung the praises of california i love living here for so so many reasons but damn like our gas is almost seven dollars a gallon right now which i get like i know that it's a whole it's like the bottom of like this chain effect of like terrible things going on in our world. And so like, it's very petty of me just to complain about that. No, it's not. It sucks. Okay. It's just like, I don't think it's petty. last week. And I'm also noticing like as a side complaint, <laughs> not that I know we're only supposed to have one no for the week, but as a side, I am noticing now like the inflation that people are talking about in grocery stores. I literally filled up my gas tank and got like kind of normal groceries, like a like a restock of a few things that we were out of, but then like a week's worth, a little bit less than a week's worth of groceries last week and spent between those two errands over $400. That is not okay. It's and that is no. not normal for me. So it's a no. I'm just like, uh, I feel crazy. I have a lot of issues with the state of Texas as a whole. And I have a sad feeling that I'm about to have more issues in a couple weeks. Mm. But, um, the the gas prices here are fine. So I will say that you, you got that going for you. But we're also like if you look geographically where Texas is versus where California is, like it makes yeah. sense. But it is nice. Yeah. Gas is even like a little high here. And I'm like, it's not complain worthy high. What is it? I think it, it's 330. Oh my God. <laughs> but it was like what I mean by that is that like it so it did get pretty high earlier this summer it was like it's never been three dollars since i've lived yeah that's insane in california that's insane but it was like even cheaper a couple weeks ago so it's gone up a little more it was like 2.99 like a couple weeks i know i was like like, "Ah." actually makes me want to tear up right now (laughs) i know i don't miss the texas heat nope i don't think i could live in that again at least those uh, those gas prices girly like and at least you don't have to pay property taxes um, but we have state income tax. That's yeah, like- but I read somewhere that it like kind of evens out if you live oh. in Texas. Yeah, that sometimes you're paying. Well, if you're a homeowner, sometimes you're paying like the same tax rate as someone who lives in like California because Texas property tax is so high. Yeah, they are really. I hope there. y'all are enjoying this riveting conversation <laughs> about, about economic. About our- 
<laughs> yes. Which we we actually have no business talking about. <laughs> not not an ounce, but it's what fun. what's your no this week? All right. Well, I'm doing a play off of my no from two weeks ago. I'm ex- I'm expanding upon it today. Um, a fat no from me is men who post like videos on their hinge profile let me explain to you thing? I, I feel so oh, out of the loop um you should i would like to be out of the loop of this as well so <laughs> unsubscribe basically like i when you upload photos like to your hinge profile i guess you can also upload videos i wouldn't know because i haven't done it last night i'm like just swiping through i have not made a single meaningful match on hinge in like two months so it's about to get deleted again but i was just swiping through looking and this guy posted a video of himself a muted video of himself like licking his lips no and like just like giving eyes to the camera and i almost threw my phone across the room and that is like the third or fourth time that i have seen something like that and i tried to record it like screen record it to put it on my close friends (laughs) It's kind of a series if you're on my close friends of seeing the crazy shit I see on Hinge. And well, Hinge apparently now has like roles because it wouldn't let you screen record it. It was like, whoa, I was like, well, I guess that's respectful of privacy. But But this guy needs to be exposed. No, (laughs) he needs to be exposed. So that's my no. I think we're about to delete it again. I think it's time. I think you should try a different app. Is Tinder still a thing? That's that was that was my go-to back in my wait. What was your go-to? Tinder, but that was like the first and the only I think at the time when I was. I won't be online dating. I won't be downloading Tinder. (laughs) But like, I think it's gone downhill. Like, yeah, when you were like in college, it was great. Well, not great, but like it was fine. Now, no, that's how my mom met her boyfriend on Tinder. Yeah, but they oh. met like they've been together for so long now. Like it was a yeah. long time ago, but yeah, yeah. I'm I just had some good dates off of Tinder. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but I'm, this was literally 2014. Yeah, it, like at the advent of Tinder. No, I'm just hoping yeah. somehow I'll be at taking Holly to doggy daycare or going to like Whole Foods or something and just a little meet cute. Will it happen? Likely not. Manifest it. I no. need to just manifest it i think it can happen i think that like i mean i know plenty of people who still have met like their partners in a real life scenario I not know. an online what an idea scenario. right yeah <laughs> which seems like it sounds impossible i think but it's not and so i think <clears throat> and I, it doesn't sound like there's great pickings on <laughs> I know maybe page. maybe I'll like force myself in 2023 um maybe one of my new year's resolutions will be to make myself go on like a date a month for the podcast. <gasps> yes. Cuz otherwise I'll literally never do it. I wasn't that one of your didn't you have like a resolution yeah, it like was. this year? <laughs> yeah, it was, but I decided to push it. Okay, we're going to do that next year, you guys. Don't let her forget. Get ready. I surely won't. Sue's goes on dates hashtag 2023 but love it I can't wait oh all right guys well we have a very 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 exciting interview today so much fun um we've been teasing for a minute who is it I feel like we've been talking about this for a while um we are having Alex Snodgrass of the defined dish aka she's like 
kind of our hero like we both we talk about this in you know we really tried hard not to fangirl too much but we both cook out of her cookbooks literally every single week and just like adore her as a person even though Oh, you've met her before and interviewed her for something else before. I've never met her before, but I just think she is the most like down to earth blogger slash influencer, I guess, and has the best recipes of all time. Like if you are not a big cook, I used to not be like a big cook. And then um, I started cooking a little bit more when John and I started dating because he was really into it. And then when the pandemic hit, we like went hard in Mm -hmm. Alex's first cookbook the defined dish and I think we've cooked our way almost entirely through that cookbook like and every single recipe has been a winner so there we we go so excited to bring you this fun conversation with her here she is here she is well hello we can't even believe this is real life the one and only Alex Snodgrass of the Defined Dish is joining us today on Everything is Coffee, and we are low-key beside ourselves. Both of us cook out of Alex's two cookbooks, The Defined Dish and The Comfortable Kitchen, as well as her blog literally every single week, and we're not just saying that. So this feels like we're hanging out with an old friend who just doesn't realize she's our friend yet. And I think Audrey and I text each other at least once a week to say, have you tried this recipe yet? And last night we realized we were literally cooking the same soup for dinner. Alex is a two-time New York Times bestselling cookbook author and lives in her beautifully remodeled mid-century modern home in Dallas with her two daughters, Winnie and Sutton, and her husband, Clayton. Shout out to Clayton's margaritas. She also (laughs) recently announced the launch of her new line of clean dips, dressings, and sauces called Side Dish, which we cannot wait to dig into. We may be her biggest fans ever. We are beyond thrilled to welcome Alex to the show to talk about all things business, blogging, cooking, and navigating life and business as an anxious girly, which we can relate to. Hello, Alex. Hi. Thank you so Hi. much for having me and for the wonderful intro. I love yes, it. Thank we you. are so excited to have you. Well, so um, what soup did you make? I got to know. Oh, Cajun chicken soup. Oh, good, yeah. Good thing. The wild good thing. chicken. I so like good. That. I could eat it every single day. I, I do think she makes that too. like every other week like yeah. on the instagram or she'll like send me a picture she's like i'm making it again <laughs> it's a it's a good cozy one and it reheats so well and and my kids actually like it as long as i yeah. like, go a little bit lighter on the spice my uh, one and a half a year old was eating it last night i was good. like okay i well i told him the rice was pasta and like that just did the trick like he doesn't yeah. know any different yet yeah different <laughs> yet um okay so we Let's always see. kick off the show by sharing something like we're loving learning and something that's a no for us so we want to hear your what you're loving first this week oh man so right now my mind is like so fixated on side dish and launching it and I'm just loving this whole process of just doing something so new and yes. I'm really loving I'm just loving the side dish product. So I cannot wait for y'all to try them Yay. because they look I'm so good. So obsessed and so in love with them and literally only want to cook with them right now. So I'm loving, I'm loving side dishes. Cheesy as that is own shout no, out. No, I can't no wait shame. to hear more about it. No, please promote, yes. promote it the whole time. I, I am so excited to try it because I love a good sauce or dip or I feel like it, like you can use them in every way like you you can use them as like a salad dressing or as like a dip right or as like a condiment like it's kind of like multi-purpose yes it's a major multi-purpose salad (laughs) and the branding the branding is so good oh thank you thank you um okay so what are you learning this week then 
I feel like I'm learning to say no to things right now and I need to be better about it, but I'm feeling a little bit depleted, a little bit tired, um, just kind of creatively drained in a lot of ways. So I'm just trying to say no to some stuff so that I can do what I love and just like be at home and just totally. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like too, as like a, a, like a creative, like a recipe creator and a blogger and like, you have to show up on social media in all these ways. Like when you are energetically depleted, like we know this kind of as writers, Mm -hmm. like it is so hard to sit down and write. If I'm like thinking about a million other things, like it is so hard to get into that mind space. So yeah, fully, for sure. No, fully writer's fully. block exists. Yes, <laughs> no. for a reason. Yeah, we're always right. talking. Like every day, one of us is like, I should have said no to this, but I <laughs> yeah. and now I'm exhausted. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And relate. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, what's your no for the week then? You know, my no right now is like viral TikTok videos. Like, just <laughs> it's a big no for me right now. <laughs> I'm do you so know the one? <laughs> do you know the one where like the I think it's like the super freak song and people just like tell a three minute story to the super freak? Is it super freak or freaky you girl? Know, I'm really more on Instagram, so it's like the ones that like go over to Instagram. make it over to Instagram. Yeah, and it's like everyone's making the same thing or doing the same thing. I'm I just I can't wrap my head around that. I'm still maybe I'm just an old hag, but just not not into it. And then they get <laughs> yeah. stuck in your head, and you're like laying in bed. And you're like listening to the corn song on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> and you're totally. like, corn. It's a no for me. Yeah. Yeah. Here for that. Yeah. Yes. We completely understand. I was like against TikTok for so, so long. And then I finally went over to the dark side and joined. And <laughs> like it became an obsession really quick. I had to like pull back a little bit because I was yeah. like, I'm spending too much time on this. So I, (laughs) I pulled back on the reins and I was like proud of myself the other day. I told my husband, I was like, I haven't been on TikTok in four days. Like that's a good thing. I know. I was like, I wish (laughs) I can relate to that in the slightest. I wish I could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, Alex, we have clearly been following along for years and we kind of know some of your story. Um, but for those who might be a little bit unfamiliar, I would love for you just to share kind of like the origins of the defined dish, why you originally started your blog, because it has evolved into something like so much bigger than that now. Um, and kind of share that like transformation over the years. Yeah. So, um, in 20, I always forget what year I started defined dish. I think it's 2016 or 2014. <laughs> really two <laughs> <One> separate. <of> <laughs> I think what happened is that my sister and I started it in 2014 together and it was supposed to be a food and fitness blog. And, um, we were super inconsistent about sharing. It was more of like a side hobby. It was just something yeah. that like, we were both kind of excited to do creatively. I have always loved to cook. Um, and she was like a personal trainer and had like an Instagram page to kind of promote herself, but she wanted like a website where people could find these workouts and, you know, join her workout classes and stuff. So, um, I was like, perfect. I can post healthy recipes. You can do the workout classes and we'll have this like sister duo. Um, but we just like never really went all in Mm -hmm. for those, like for about two years, but I kind of started about a year into it, really loving the process and creating new recipes and putting them up there, even though I had like no readers, but, (laughs) um, it was just something I, I, I really grew to love. 
And so, um, long story short, like two years in, I was like, I'm ready to like rebrand and like take this seriously and really try to see if I can make this, you know, a bit a business. And uh, my sister was like getting married and she was just kind of in like a big transitional phase. And she was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. So (laughs) I went, yeah. Yeah. So I went all in and just really, um, I rebranded the site and I started posting consistently. I did a bunch of research on how to take better food photography photos and just anything and everything that I could do to just better mm-hmm. my website and, and maybe get people to make my recipes. Cause I knew they tasted good, but it was just like, how do I get people to come to my page and like really be able to navigate the website and, and be appetized by the food photos mm-hmm. because they were so trashy before. But, um, <laughs> so that was really kind of when the defined dish that it is today was born. It was kind of just one of those times for me that I finally kind of found my, my niche with like kind of that paleo whole 30 ish style of cooking. I'd also, um, been more open on Instagram about sharing a little bit more. It was kind of like when Instagram stories were, was coming about and I was just more open and sharing some behind the scenes, uh, because I wasn't very good about sharing that just like in the feed. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of the perfect storm, um, where it just worked and, yeah. I started cooking my recipes and then word kept spreading and all good things. And then I got my first book deal. Um, and since then it's been a whirlwind. Oh, and we're so, so glad. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're so glad. Our <laughs> kitchens are so glad. And I love I love your recipes specifically because they are like they're healthy, but they don't feel like mm-hmm. health food. It's not just like veggies and quinoa and chicken breast, which that's fine. Like it, yeah, once but it's just kind of like yes. boring to me no. specifically. Um, but you still I have like yes, text <laughs> and like yeah, and like yes. and like takeout dupes. Like those are the fun things that I want to eat and serve and like feed my family. Yeah. yeah. So like, how did you like as a recipe creator? Like, how do you like approach recipe creation? Um, and like. I know kind of you've shared and I've read in your books too, like your philosophy about food has kind of changed over the years. And like, you were like, really like, I know your first book is whole 30 compliant, right? But it's, um, yeah. 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 So kind of walk us through like your philosophy towards food and diet and then like your recipe creation process. Yeah. Um, Yes. All the food. We can talk about recipes all day. Um, so I, um, whenever we had like started the blog, I hadn't really discovered whole 30 and that, that way of eating. But my sister, like I said, she, um, was a personal trainer and she was just kind of always in the know about, you know, healthier ways to eat. And she had done a whole 30 and I was really struggling with like postpartum anxiety and just not feeling like myself. And she saw me struggling and she's like, I really think that you should try this. I think it'll just make you feel, you know, a little bit more clear headed. Like my mental clarity is so great after doing, I think, I think it could help. So I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll get up a go. And, um, during that time, I just realized the importance of just eating real food and not junk all the time. And it just kind of gave me this, it made me realize as a new mom that I was taking care of everybody else, but myself and putting that time and, oh, it's on, um, and putting that time and energy into myself by doing a whole 30, just kind of like what set off like a new, a new side of me. And I realized like how important it was, but 
I also discovered during that time of doing whole 30, like, like you said, eating chicken and broccoli or something boring for a couple of days is fine, but I yeah. want like to be wowed with flavor. I love food. I love, um, I just love, I love eating. And yeah. so I Same. was like, I, <laughs> and I would have these cravings because you're like, you know, doing this elimination diet and I would have this like hankering for something that I grew up having. So I'd be like, okay, how can I get as close to that as possible while still, you know, staying in the whole 30 guidelines. Yeah. And I found it to be something that I was really good at. I was like, you know, this is pretty, it, it's not a true authentic gumbo, but it sure tastes really good. And like yeah. it scratches that itch that you want whenever you are craving gumbo. And so I just really like big flavors. I don't like rabbit food. I mm. want to have Preach. like, Preach. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I just kind of found, um, that I was really good at that. And so that really opened a whole new realm for me too. So not only did I discover like more of my food philosophy and, and, and really being conscious about the things that I buy at the grocery store and knowing like what ingredients are in there, but also I just found a new exciting, um, like venture of trying to redevelop my, the recipes that I grew up eating. And yeah, did you grow up like were you did you grow up cooking with your family or like was your family big cooks or and I I know you went to TCU I'm a fellow horn frog. Um <laughs> did you like study anything like what did you study in school cuz I'm curious I how... was a history major has nothing to do with anything <laughs> that I'm doing. <laughs> I had a lot of time to cook. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but basically I um yes I grew up eating I grew up around home cooking. My, yeah. I grew up in Salina, Texas which is north of Dallas. Um, at the time we just like, didn't have that many restaurants. Like we had like a little like burger joint in town and like just home cooking was the norm. Like we always had a dinner, dinner at night around the table. And like, if we drove into like Frisco or Plano or Dallas, it was like a thing. It wasn't just like a super convenient, um, option for us. So I grew up around home cooked food. So when I got to college and we were just eating out all the time, it, um, made me miss just sitting at home and having dinner. I was just like, I just don't want to have to like go get food. I just want to like cook it right here. So as soon as I got into an apartment, like my sophomore year after living in the dorms, I really started to cook a lot, um, for myself, simple things, like some of the things that my mom taught me growing up, but really just like a quick stir fry, um, was my go-to all the time. (laughs) My favorite thing about your recipes too, is like, I would have never, realize that I could use like coconut aminos instead of soy sauce or I put arrowroot flour in like arrowroot. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like, what the hell what is, is this? when I brought it <laughs> home? Cause I used to cook all like all the time when I lived with her and I was like, mom, it's magic. Yeah, so, it really is the magic thickener. <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot that you were from Salina. It's like home cooked food and football. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Love for it. sure. Still there, still there. Yeah. Still trekking. Still there. <laughs> um, so you've been super open about like dealing with anxiety um, on Instagram and on your blog and all the things, but when did you kind of first start dealing with that? And what are some of the ways you found help you cope the best with it? Kind of like the opposite of what we were just talking about, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, no, let's go for it. Um, so I feel like I was always like a worrier a little bit growing up, but I never had like true anxiety or panic attacks until like after I had my first daughter, I started to struggle with that and just not really know how to manage it. Cause I'd never really experienced it before. Um, and I just kind of found myself 
dazed and confused of like, what is this feeling? Why am I feeling this way? I have this beautiful new baby and I've got this wonderful life and I'm, I'm so privileged. And like, it was just one of those things that I was like, why, why is this happening? Um, and I just didn't really know how to manage it. And I think at the end of the day, it was that I was just taking care of everyone around my, around me other than myself. Um, and I needed to focus a little bit more on just like my daily needs to feel my best so that I can show up for those around me. So over the years I've learned, you know, how to do that. And it's, I feel like still one of those things that it ebbs ebbs and flows and I'm either really on point and taking care of myself. And then sometimes I'm like, I need to like really focus on my needs right now so that I, I, I can feel better. But I think my basic things are working out regularly and moving my body, whether it be like a long walk or going to the gym. Um, I think that there's something truly magical in a really long walk. Whenever you're feeling anxious, it's, it's really relieving or just having writer's block. (laughs) Um, and then I think, you know, eating right and cutting back on alcohol is a huge, has a huge impact on me. Um, so whenever I really do cook every meal and I do, you know, get into my groove in the kitchen, which is pretty frequent, but sometimes I get off my, I go out to eat a lot. We have social obligations and I'm drinking more than I would like to be or travel. And so all those things will weigh down sometimes and set off my, off my groove. Um, yes. And then flying of course makes me anxious. So that doesn't help, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think just like really grounding yourself and just like your routine and, and your core family. And like, really, I think, right. I think our society in general is just so like, what's happening outside of right here and just like your, your core. And at the end of the day, what really matters when you shut all that off and it's all gone is, do you feel good? How's your family? Is everyone taking care of? Is everyone thriving? Are we connected and do we feel good? And so I feel like just making sure that you feel grounded in that is the most important. And, um, being able to shut off social media when I'm not feeling grounded is really important. Not feeling like I need to show up all the time just to produce content whenever I don't feel like it's content that's authentic to me or something that's really, um, exciting for me to share. Or if I'm just not coming from a place that I'm excited to share, I'm just coming from a place of like, I'm just doing it to do it. So I've really like set some boundaries with myself there over the years. And, um, that's why I really like the cookbook world too, because I yes. can really just really focus on what I love. And it's just being in my kitchen and uh, creating great recipes and um, being able to share them with people. So the cookbook yeah. world has been a really amazing outlet for me to do what I love um, without sometimes feeling a little bit overwhelmed yes. <laughs> by the amazing. I mean, not all components of social media are negative, but um, it can definitely have a negative impact on you if you let it. So. Even as like, I mean, you've you have a pretty large following. So I'm sure just like the amount of voices coming at you is in itself extremely overwhelming, but from like more of like the consumer side who like follows a lot of influencers and bloggers and stuff, like even that can impact like anxiety of just like scrolling so much and feeling Mm. like it's, it's just constant information coming at you. Yeah. And it can be a lot. I remember somebody, it was like a therapist or like, something like that, who was working with one of my clients and like came to speak to our team. And she was saying like, never in a million years were humans meant to participate in a hundred events back to back to back. 
yeah, that's the experience that we get by like going through people's stories or scrolling through feeds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like our brains don't know how to like manage all of that. So it does Mm. like, it really does impact anxiety. And I completely relate to like feeling anxiety coming on after having, after I had my son, I like felt like it went from like being kind of like a worrisome person to being like, oh, I can't sleep now because I'm like worried about when he's going to wake up and just like, it becomes like this snowball effect. And so I love hearing about how other people have like worked through that and like coped through it. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's comforting to know like other people do go through that phase. Yeah, Um, for sure. You're definitely not alone in that one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We we actually talked last week or the week before too, about how so often the like simple grounding yourself, cooking dinner at home. Yes. Drinking literally our basic, our basic needs of just being like present with ourselves or with the people that we love. Like it's just literally the number one thing that you can do whenever you're feeling anxious, I think, and just shutting off the rest of the world that doesn't need you Yeah, at the end of the day. You know, it's like, I think sometimes uh, with my platform, I feel like I need to be everything for everyone. And I need to, you know, show up for every single thing that uh, on, on the planet. And it's just like, it's just not humanly like responsible or, or yeah. doable. And yeah, um, it's just emotionally and mentally draining. So I think it's really yeah. important to set those boundaries and just realize that like, you can't, you can't please everyone. And I've, I've learned that over the years, I'm like a chronic people pleaser. And I think okay. that I, I am placed in this role to like be here to be better about that. I'm so glad that I've learned by having this job because I can better be a mom to my daughters of teaching yeah. them to not be a people pleaser, because I've learned so much doing what I do about just staying true to yourself. And if you show up, and you know that you're coming from a place with good intentions and you're doing your best um, to learn and grow. And like at the end of the day, that's all you can do. And if people don't see that, then, then that's okay. And most people will see that. And, and I think the truth always prevails and like good intentions always prevail. And when you're coming from a a really good place at your core, um, people see that. So. Oh, 100%, especially on social media too, when it's like obvious if you really look between the lines, who is like coming from their best intentions around themselves and who is just like showing up to show up. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it always, I feel that sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. And then as like a follower, like, I feel like you, like you've remained extremely down to earth and that's something like I respect about you. Like you have this enormous platform and you've like written these amazing books and like that is a huge, I think it's easy to get like wrapped up in all of that, but I, mm-hmm. as like a follower slash like consumer perspective, I think it's been really cool to see your journey and like growth and all of that. And like how you've you. stayed so focused on like your family and your friends and your values. Yeah. Um, well, my so, yeah. anxiety made me do it. So <laughs> I got that something should be like a you. t-shirt. <laughs> my anxiety made me do it. That that made me a t-shirt. Merch. <laughs> Yeah, merch for real. So <laughs> it keeps you real humble, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so about like the cookbook world, this is kind of a random question. I like just wrote it yeah. in the doc. But like, what does the process of creating a cookbook like entail? Because I know it is a lot it's longer. It's a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, and a lot bigger of a process than 
like maybe people think it is. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's, it's a huge process. I love the process now. It's like something that I really enjoy, but it's, it's definitely a lot. So it's basically from start to finish a two-year, a two-year thing. Wow. So, um, you sign your contract with the publisher and then you have, depending on what your timelines are, six to nine months to develop all the recipes, which I hundreds do of recipes. That's yes. insane. Hundreds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or a, um, yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so you develop those recipes and like, we have a really good structure now that we've done this twice. And like this time it's like, all right, my, my like quota for this month, like each month I have like a quota that I want to get done to send off to my recipe tester to really test and make sure it all worked right. The timing's all accurate. There's no errors. And then, um, basically we go through that whole process. I'll be done supposed to be done on my timeline with, I'm working on my third book right now. So I'm talking about <gasps> that right now. <laughs> um, so I'll be done with all those recipes in December. And then in January, we'll shoot the recipes. Mm-hmm. And then I send all the photos and all the recipes to my editor. And we go into the editing phase, which I know you guys are well aware of, but it's a very long process because there's so many pages of edits. Um, and Is so it like a marathon shoot day, like Oh, it's, it's a two week, it's a two week yeah. process. So we'll oh. all go, I'm going to fly to a studio. Usually I've shot it at my house. The first book was just me and my photographer. I cooked yeah. every single recipe. I styled every single recipe. I had my own little props that we use. Like it was low budget film status. <laughs> um, the second one I hired a, um, a food stylist. We did it here at my house. It was when the ice storm hit total disaster, oh. but it was, <laughs> I realized the art of a food stylist and how important and and amazing they are to have, um, in the cookbook process because they, I can really kind of produce the shoot rather than be cooking all the recipes constantly and like not being yeah. able to even like look to see what the photos look like. Cause I'm like, I gotta get back in the kitchen. It so, is so hard to make food look appetizing. I'm oh, like, this yes. never and looks like the picture. <laughs> yes. And they're outstanding. Um, and then, so after, so I'll, we'll shoot for two weeks. Um, at the studio this year, we're going to a studio, doing it a little bit more professionally and, um, we'll do that for two weeks and then we'll come back here to do more like the lifestyle shoots for just a couple of days. Um, yeah. after that. So it's can we wait, so process. can we get a little sneak or you may not be able to talk about it and that's totally yeah. fine, but what, like, what's kind of the concept behind book number three? I'm well, so excited. I, I can't, I can't wait to share about it all with you guys, but I can't quite talk about <laughs> like, it. That's okay. That's okay. I feel like but I think I will be able to soon, but because it's such a long process, it's like one of those things that, you know, so much you don't want to give too much runway. Yeah. Yeah. So then like people, like, I don't really talk about it while I'm developing the recipes. Cause then for two years, people have to watch and wait and it's just yeah. like pure torture. And yeah. I still have, so we, so once we do pre-orders and that's like six months of teasing and that helps, it's really important for authors to get pre-orders because it helps the uh, publisher to know how many to print and just like literally figures out all their logistics behind the scenes with, with how many to send to all these places. All like yeah. Amazon's like, oh, I know how much to order. And mm-hmm. Target's like, oh, I know how much to order off of this. And it's this whole process behind the scenes. So that's why pre-ordering takes so long. It's just a lot of logistics that they're sorting yeah. through. Um and so because that process is so long and people are like, come on, give me the dang book already. <laughs> we don't really talk. Couldn't about be us because no. it's, it's torture. It's torture. So yeah, no. Okay. Well, let's pivot then to your other business baby, which is side dish. Um, yes. I would love to hear kind of like how you came up with this concept and the vision behind it 
and when people can, I know it's in pre-ordering phase right now. So when can people expect to be able to try it? So soon, um, like early November soon. So if you've pre-ordered it, it'll be, it'll be shipping soon. We're just like the pre-orders also helped us know how many to bottle like, and because otherwise we'll over bottle them. And then that's all coming out We're of under, my pocket. Under <laughs> yeah. I feel like you know, it'd be more it's like, a thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's, a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, but long story yeah. short, um, I have always wanted to do food, a food product line. It's been something that I've known in the back of my head. I, I would love to take on at some point, but I just, um, you know, timing is everything, but long story short, I had had an opportunity with like some brands to do collaborations where like my sauces were bottled. And it just was one of those things where I didn't have full control over the flavors and the ingredients and, and really to do it, that was true to me. And so, um, it's been something that was definitely on the forefront of my mind. And I have a business partner in this, his name is James Bashira. He's amazing. Um, and he has just been more familiar in like the tech startup world. And he's Mm -hmm. done a couple of like food stuff, but he's just one of those guys that just knows how the e-commerce world works Mm -hmm. and like how to do direct to consumer sales. And then also the right people to hire to handle like all the retail strategy and everything. It's just a beast. Um, yeah, that's obviously not my, that's not my strength. My strength is, um, making great products and, and selling them and doing that whole thing. So he's really, um, the brains behind all the logistics behind the scenes. And, um, so he approached me, I was actually on his podcast years ago and he is just like the best human, such a sweet guy. And he came to me like a year later. It's like, if you ever want to do your own product line, like I would love to like be your partner in that and to make it happen. And I trust him wholeheartedly. He's just a really amazing human. Um, and so I'm really excited. So we're doing this together. He's really kind of helped me get it going, but it's been a whole process, like going to learn to how to make my dressing shelf stable and going to like yeah. the food scientists and doing and this keeping whole... it clean. That's like the cool part to me. It's, I'm like, the ingredients are all still clean. Super, like you don't have these like yeah. crazy things in there to make sure it's shelf stable. It's like, yeah, a good. No. Product. And so the food science behind that is like all about the pH levels and it's just like a whole thing. So, you know, at first I <laughs> We're was like, like journalism majors, like, Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And at first I was like, <laughs> yeah. History major over here. What, what is this? <laughs> pH level? What, what does this mean? I forgot. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like, I would send my recipes that the ones that I wanted to bottle. And I've realized some of them just aren't going to be that great bottled and I've let go. Like I'm really trying to make the Caesar salad dressing happen, but it's just at the end of the day, it's not tasting the way I want it to. And so I refuse to bottle up something that even though I really would love it to be bottled up if it doesn't taste outstanding. So, um, these three that we're doing, it's honey Dijon, creamy sesame and Chipotle ranch are outstanding. We have some more in the works, um, behind the scenes with the food scientists right now and making sure they're shelf stable and all is good to go, but we've got some other really amazing big flavors that we all like that you can dress up like a salad with, you can put on a sheet pan dinner. You can make great stir fries with the creamy sesame, like wraps every day. You can use a spread. Like it's just truly like, I'm so, I was really nervous, but now I'm just like really excited. I know when everyone gets them, I'm probably going to have a meltdown and be like, ah, what does everyone think? (laughs) (laughs) But like right now I cannot wait for y'all to get them because it's probably similar to when you're like launching the book, like you're excited oh, in the process, out. but then like when people start getting, it, you're like, 
yeah, yeah. what does everyone think yeah you know you start worrying about what everyone thinks but at the end of the day like I find myself wanting to cook with them every night because it is so convenient and the flavor is really really good and so um I, I really think people are gonna love them as much as I do I'm, I'm trying yeah. to be positive <laughs> I'm personally oh, so excited for the ranch I'm like a ranch on anything and everything kind of girl but like a lot of the good. like clean ranches out there I'm like mm, the flavors is like, not yeah 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 so I'm excited no, she's she's this. thick and she's got good flavor <laughs> yeah. and she'll Love be good it. on the quesadillas from a comfortable kitchen yes that's a good little you know yeah <laughs> and if you've ever made the chipotle chopped chicken salad in the comfortable kitchen have you ever made that one yes it's a really good one i haven't made that one it's yet it's kind of a cross between that dressing and just like a, a, a traditional ranch i want to do a traditional ranch too but i wanted to i wanted to kick it off with a bang you know yeah spice up everyone's life fire yes <laughs> yes so. Could you ever see yourself opening a restaurant? Like, do you see yourself going to that side of the food business? You know, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to it, but I feel like that industry, like I have so much respect for restaurateurs and people that work in that industry. Cause it is, it is a really, it's a whole different world and something that I know nothing about. So for me to be like, Oh, I'm going to open up a restaurant tomorrow. Like I'm not yeah. that naive and not that conceited um, to think that I could pull that off. So if again, like I would, if I found like an amazing partner in the future that I knew that knew the restaurant business, like the back of their hand, like I would be open yeah, to but, um, yeah. doing the restaurant world. Let's connect. Let's get Alex and Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> last Just month, flames yeah, flying. <laughs> last month, I literally watched like 56 episodes of MasterChef and I would like go to bed at night and like I dream that, about yeah. MasterChef. And I was like, I need a break. <laughs> Yeah, you do. Oh, me with TikTok. <laughs> right. Yeah, me with TikTok, Master Chef, any consumption. So good. We always love to do rapid fire questions. Oh, I'm so bad at these, but I'm going to try. I, all don't, not, my blind so just goes blank. And I'm like, I got nothing. But yes, let's try rapid fire. Okay. No, and we have the problem where we just like rapid fire to us is like spending five to 10 minutes on each question. <laughs> so um, we okay, get cool. it. Cool, it's, cool. Yeah, take your time. Okay. Okay. Question number one, what's your coffee order? Okay. I mean, I'm literally drinking a black coffee, but if <laughs> I was at, if I was at a restaurant or somewhere that was a good coffee, I would get black coffee with just like an oat milk foam on the top. I don't want a latte. So like mm. an ole, I guess is what you call yeah. it. And maybe oh, like a little drizzle of honey. Drizzle I've never honey. heard of that. An ole. I think that's what they're called. So some of the baristas have told me that. that. Okay. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. What is Katie oh, does the sweet, Katie does a uh, sweet cream foam. Is that what it is, Katie? At Starbucks. I'm, don't, we don't usually go to Starbucks unless we're traveling. And I usually copy her order when we go to Starbucks because she's got a rock solid, like, iced espresso and sweet fruit the sweet cream I, cold brew say? maybe no I know they have they have so many like foamy yeah. topped drinks there yes. now where it's like it's really good. they have 10 different things and they're so, yeah. all pretty I just good. say Katie's order and they know I'm just <laughs> <Yeah. kidding. laughs> like, I know no the salted caramel cold foam is so good because I don't like sweet coffee but it's so good like on a cold brew so Yum. yeah I bet salty um what is an unpopular opinion that you strongly hold Oh, this one's kind of tough. I I won't lie to think yeah. on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's an un- unpopular opinion that I hold? Um, 
I don't think wasabi goes with sushi. Oh, that <laughs> is a hot take. I'm oh not a wasabi God. gal. And I, it's weird because I love sushi. I love everything, but I just don't and like And you wasabi. like spice, it seems like, based on yeah. like your recipes. But yeah, it is a so different spice. It's like a different sinus clear. The, yeah, I'm like, I want to feel it in my in my mouth, not in my nose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess that's that my sense. unpopular opinion. I, I'm glad <laughs> I thought of that one. Speaking of sushi, like real quick, what's your favorite sushi in Dallas? Ooh, that's a well, good question. If I'm going super fancy, have y'all been to Shoyo yet? No, but I have heard the best. Holy moly. It's literally like some of the best bites of sushi I've ever had in my life. But I've only been like once or twice. So is it not like a regular thing? If I'm going for like a regular night, we go to Oishi and I love oh. it. <gasps> I used to live right by yeah. there. So that's my that's my go-to spot. Oh, my favorite. Love oh, it. It's so good. So if good. you could do anything for your career other than what you currently do, what would it be? Oh man, I feel like I'm, I'm barely happy with my career and I'm so proud of myself. So I don't want to discredit. I feel like people are always like, what's next? And I'm like, I'm doing a lot of really big, You're doing I don't a know lot. what you mean, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like if I could do a TV show and be able to share my recipes in, in that format, it would be really fun. But I also think those formats, some of them are getting kind of wild and crazy. And I don't know that that's yeah. like my speed. So um, I'm honestly very content and I'm really excited to see um, what happens with Side Dish because I, 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 I'm I really enthusiastic about um, the potential there totally. and being able to make more amazing products that people can bring to their tables. So yeah. yeah. I love like, I still love like a home kitchen cooking show. Like I love yes. Molly Yeh's. I think she's uh-huh. girl, girl meets I farm. I love her. Yes. yes. I love that setup. Like there are so many yeah. of these like good old competition, like, yeah. Yes. Like, I <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what is your number one kitchen must have? It could be a tool or an ingredient. Yes. Ingredient. Oh, well, I put garlic in everything. Um, so garlic would be my ingredient of, of choice. And then, I mean, a good olive oil is another essential. And then I love a rubber spatula. Like I have like the mini ones from Amazon and there's like eight of them and they're always in use somewhere. (laughs) Always in rotation. Yes. I think I need to get my spatula. Like the little rubber part, like comes off all the time. I'm like, I don't think that's, no, don't get the one with the, with the wood that it's going to do. Get like the full thing is rubber. Okay. Okay. I need to upgrade. I'll, I'll send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, who's your celebrity crush? You know, I've always been a big Ashton Kutcher kind of gal. Ooh, I think he's brilliant. so hot, but wait, fun fact. I also I... really like John Mayer Mayer oh. right now. <laughs> I think he, he's Another sexy as one. can be. So <laughs> fun fact. I had the limited to, um, underwear in like fifth grade that said I heart Ashton on the butt I'm <laughs> like that. why were they selling this to children like, and why did my mom let me, to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he is cute um I love him do... Mila my oh yeah Mila Mila yes Mila okay. Mila what <laughs> do you think is the most attractive quality in a person um I think just like being honest and genuine just like you can tell when people are like speaking from like a space of just like being a really genuine, great person, or if they're just talking. Yeah. <laughs> just talking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's either the best book you've read or the best TV show you've watched recently? Ooh, what did we watch recently that we really liked? 
we've watched a lot of trash. <laughs> very, very proud to say that. Us um, too. We do. Gosh, I feel like we reality. just finished a series that I loved and I can't think. Well, we we were big, big brother fans. So we just finished that, but there was another series. Oh, the morning show. I just finished the morning show. Love it. I just started that. Like for the it's first so time. good. It's yes. so good. So I think I watched the first full season, but there's like two or three seasons now, I think. Yeah, there's two. And apparently okay. the third one's coming soon. Okay. But that was a really good one. I thought that one was well done. So, um, oh, oh, and we're watching House of Dragons. This okay. Season. I, I See, have got to start that. So intense. Me too. I, yeah. I'm like, if I don't start it now, then by the time I start it, I'm, it's going to be like when you watch Game of Thrones from the beginning and you're like, how am I? It's like studying for an exam in college, trying to remember. <laughs> oh my gosh. All the people. I'm always like, who is this person again? And then. No. Have you all watched like a cheat sheet. Not yet. Oh, halfway no. through. Then they get like some new actors because they're like not teenagers anymore. And I'm like this. And then oh, some, no. of them, and some of them are the same. And it really ticked me off. But otherwise, it's good. <laughs> well, that's why I stopped watching The Crown because I was like, well, I loved the original actor. I know. And it I hurts know they, when they switch. Like, who is this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You get attached to them. I was like, wait, what is happening? Who are these characters? Like middle of the season. Okay. Oh. Good to know. Good to yeah, know. that is good to know. Yeah. So. What is the last thing you researched obsessively? Um, I don't can't think of anything to be honest. <laughs> I was actually trying to think of mine earlier, and I was like, I, know. I don't know what mine was. I know I'd, I would have to check like my Google. I need history, to go, yeah, look at that one. <laughs> the amount of random shit I Google on like any given day is something. Literally, we've been we've been heavily looking for like a Airbnb. If that counts for whenever we yes. go shoot, when we go to the studio. Oh, to that's shoot so fun. Because so. like, you have to scope out the kitchen and like make sure they have yeah, all lighting. the lighting. Yeah. Happy, okay. Just a happy place. Well, we'll be shooting at the studio. So I don't need good lighting. I just oh. want oh. a happy place to come Airbnb home to and just. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not shooting there. For I don't know out. if they would allow that. They would be like, what know, are y'all yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. This is actually a private residence. <laughs> yeah. And then last, last rapid fire question is what are you most looking forward to right now? I mean, definitely some side dish moments for sure. Yes. I can't wait for everyone to have them and start cooking with them and, and to see like, I'm really excited to see what people do with the, them because they use I them. feel like it'll be a really fun. Yeah. Like thing to watch when people start tagging to see their creations too. Cause it's like, I have mine. And I know people will make those, but I know people are going to get really creative with them. I'm, I'm really excited to see that because usually like when people tag me, it's just my recipes and they don't tag yeah. me like some of their own riffs and stuff. So it'll be really fun to see, to see that. Yes. I cannot wait to try them. And I really want to try the, like the sesame one is the one yes. I'm really excited about. It's, I love it's sesame. Ridiculously good. And my kids love them all too. I mean, it's been a life That's kind of like a test, like, or like a. Oh, it's a like, big part of it. Like having yeah. set and approve is a. Is a big one. <laughs> um, well, we have had the best time. This has yes. been such a fun me. interview, and we have just loved chatting with you and hearing more about everything, all the things. So awesome. thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Where can people follow along and order side dish and yes. all the things? Um, so they can follow along at the defined dish and and then for get side dish, it's at get side dish. And then the website is getsidedish.com where you can pre-order and they'll be, they're bottling them up as we're Yay. talking and we're just like filing up some shipping details that they're going to be coming out really soon. They'll be, they're, they're so in the works, literally. <laughs> oh, 
can't so, wait. Yes, well, so we are thrilled and we will tag you in our creations because I'm sure we'll have many. <laughs> we'll be doing this. Yes, we <laughs> will be those people. Um, And we had the best time. So thanks so much for being here, Alex. And thank you, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye.